0: what's up everyone this is josh peterson of humanic media and i'm gerald glassford and we're from the pop culture cosmos and the pcc multiverse and you're listening to weird a two dudes podcast right here on the ace podcast network i feel like there's a joke in here somewhere i know that's really weird isn't it
1: ace podcast
0: weird So one seventy two,
1: 17. Did you rehearse that? You're, yeah. de- you're determined to sing through that every single yeah. time, aren't you? No, I didn't. Last episode, I don't think he did. No, I, I don't you know. Did. I don't think you're so. in a lousy mood last episode. Whatever. I'm in a great mood today. Whatever. You know what happened since last time we were t- we were talking? You had a uh, blizzard. No, absolutely nothing happened. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, I know we didn't get any more reviews. Uh, how do you know that? Because I checked. You haven't checked. I did. I did check. I check every time. Every time I check. No you're, cash, I just think, check. I think you're lying. No, I, I don't think you looked. But if so, I did. But if somebody wants to leave us a review, all they got to do is go to uh, weirdnewspodcast.com, and there they can click on the little buttons right under our little logo, and uh, or they can even leave us a voicemail by, by clicking if they're on a if they're on a computer. Can't leave a voicemail uh on a phone for some reason don't know why just doesn't work do you have the it team on that yeah uh cassandra yeah. cassandra's supposed to be looking into it our marketing uh yeah genius. yeah
1: yeah i'm aaron. i got them on it right now they're down there on so the it's gonna con- be one of those episodes they're on the computer and they're down there trying to figure it out they're gonna clicky clicky it, clicky clicky it, clicky it, click, it, click it and they're gonna get that working for it. we're gonna get the buttons gonna work man Let's jump in. Top story. (laughs) Utah University has a cry closet for students. Great. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) University of Utah students on the brink of tears during finals week of a space to let it all out. Oh, my goodness. The university's library has a cry closet now available for stressed out students. A statement on its closet door reads, (laughs) the space is meant to provide a place for students studying for finals to take a short 10 minute break. It's a break room or a cry room. It's a tiny room. There was a photo of it with the article. A photo. It's about the size of a portalette. Had to use one of those on the road. Yesterday. Oh yuck! Got to a loves truck stop. Yeah, and they the bathrooms were shut down for some reason. Oh, that's not good. But you know, honestly, where the showers. Was the, shut it was. Down? One, it was one of the I I not uh, one of those. I don't think. I know it sounds weird, but some of the loves don't seem to have do all know that. that? Um, I thought but, they all did. Um, but the good news was those little portalette things actually were probably the cleanest ones I've ever seen. They have hand sanitizer in them? No, that. that mm. No, but they were allowing you to go back into a sink they had in the main store you could uh, use. Nice. Yeah, they were nice. Nice. They, they, they loved... Uh, oh, you know what else I had this weekend? What? Unrelated. Unrelated to going to the bathroom. <laughs> I was at IHOP for the first time in a million years. Was it connected to the loves? Uh, no. Because a lot of them No, no this that. is unrelated to the story, as I already mentioned. Well, unrelated. I was in Oklahoma, as we mentioned. Like, you know, it's been like a week and some some. Something, something. So, whatever. Anyway they have these they have like all these crazy pancakes and stuff yeah birthday cake and all this other stuff now and i got one that was like a toffee like Hmm. toffee like chewy toffee type and had these little bitty sprinkle like toffee like little heath uh, bar but 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 sink your teeth into not crunchy oh good yeah uh, i like that and uh oh my gosh it was so good did it cost you I mean, very expensive. And I actually didn't buy that breakfast, so I was doing good. No, wasn't, it wasn't bad. Last time I ate
0: at hop, it was like 15 bucks for my one meal. I said, what the? Did you eat then hop? I did. I hopped. <laughs>
1: dined and dashed? No, I didn't Is do the dined did, did you call anybody a name as you walked out? No. Nope. I hear you do that sometimes. I do not. <laughs> I hear you call people names sometimes when you don't get your way. You need a cry closet. <laughs> Do you need a cry closet to get a I cry your great you. big eyes? You're so weird. Look at the tears coming out of those huge <laughs> eyes. <clears throat> and there are rules listed on this cry closet. Knock before entering. Only one person inside at a time. Limited time inside. Limit the time inside to ten minutes. And turn the light out before leaving. Yeah. The closet, a freestanding shop project by senior Nemo Miller um, in collaboration with Tony Miller and David Meyer was installed Sunday. It's lined with a black interior, a plush stu- uh, and plush stuffed animals oh, inside. Perfect. perfect. One aspect of humanity that I'm currently exploring is connections and misconnections through communications. Nemo said that, but I don't know what he meant by that. He just kind of said a bunch <laughs> of stuff. It's been interesting to watch the response to this piece about human emotions, and I'm proud to see the power of art in action. Really? Is it now art? It must be. Crying. Crying is art. Photos of the project went viral Tuesday to praise and criticism. At least one person questioned if the closet was soundproof. A few people said there should be more of these around campus. Really? Student Jackie Larson. Tweeted, so my school installed a cry closet in the library. L O L O L. At least LOL. she's got the right attitude what about it. What is higher education? Oh boy.
0: Okay, we have another, and I, I saw the video of this. This headline headline is wait. Wo- you saw a video of the headline exactly. Here's just what you watched: what two minutes of just the headline. Woman smashes window at New York City Popeyes because four dollar wicked good
1: <coughs> deal
0: <coughs> doesn't come with a soda. So they have a four dollar so meal a, deal. It's a wicked good deal. Yeah, you get a lot of good food for four bucks, but you don't get a soda with it. It's just four bucks.
1: Though. That sounds like something that KFC
0: would pull. Police. Oh, would- like, can I say that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just did. Well, so anyway. <laughs> Oh, wrong. Okay, that's what you did there. Yeah, Police are looking for a woman captured on surveillance video smashing the front window of a Popeye's restaurant with a chair, apparently angry because her $4 wicked good deal didn't come with a soft drink. It happened at a Popeye's on Forest Avenue in Staten Island Sunday, according to the NYPD. Why don't they make it a $5 meal and include a meal, uh, drink? It's a good question. Good question. Security video shows the woman flipping off employees, then picking up a sign and throwing it. I saw that part. Finally, she uses a chair to smash a window. An employee who didn't want to be identified told News 4. I don't want a name. The customer was drunk and angry because the $4 wicked good deal didn't come with a soda. Employees tried to explain that the deal includes an order of wicked chicken strips, plus a side of buttermilk biscuit and dipping sauce, but does not include a soft drink. They told her she was confused. See, yeah, I feel
1: sort, of, I feel sort of, of cheated. If your meal did not have a soft drink? Because it happened one time I went to KFC and their prices are already too high anyway. I don't go there usually. <laughs> no, they are. Their prices, I think, are stupid most of the time. I said it. I'm a consumer. <laughs> it wasn't slander. It's true, KFC. Look at your menu. <laughs> it wasn't slander, Colonel Sander. <laughs> yeah, what well, he said. Yeah and so i got this meal and i'm thinking i mean i hate to be a dumb american here but i'm expecting it's a, it's called a combo it should come with a drink it's a combo but if if you get three two or three things it's it's a combo one it is those, one but, of the things but, but we i think it's fair to say we've we've become accustomed if you make anything like if you say make it a combo yeah it includes a drink well zaxby's a lot of their combos don't include a drink well and they're bad people <laughs> Ooh, but i like their salads and then Glenna, who we don't speak of... <laughs> you mean salads? Salads. And then Glenna, who we don't speak of, said to me, she said, I'll take them in a pinch, but I'd rather have another salad. I'm like, what? Those salads are good. Let's see.
0: We went with a, a group last night and to... She poked me with a snake. We went to, with a group to Culver's. One of the guys there got a salad. Yeah, At Culver's. I went to Culver's and got some. I wasn't a big fan. Oh, I love Culver's. You would. Yeah, it's good stuff. They got good stuff. Anyway... Uh, They told her she was confused and may have been thinking of Wendy's $4 meal deal, but she was so irate she couldn't be reasoned with, the employee said. Hopefully they find her. I don't want her in my store, the employee said. The New York Police Department is asking for help in identifying the woman last seen wearing a pink bandana, black jacket, and jeans police think she's an adult between 18 and 25, though the tantrum she threw over a soda suggests otherwise. So, I mean, I'm mean, i not
1: saying what she did was right. I'm just saying I think it's kind of lame to make a combo and then conveniently about yeah, drink. Yeah,
0: but you're not because going I'd
1: to. Because KFC had already paid way too much for the food I was getting, and yeah. then they said, oh no, you got to add. to What
0: about the guy that took the bucket of chicken, ate the chicken, then filled the bucket with soda? Remember that? We had that story a few episodes well, back. if you
1: eat an entire bucket of chicken, you've got to have a bucket of soda. <laughs> he took a bucket of soda home with him.
0: In <laughs> Florida, mm.
1: Man practicing karate kicks swans in the head <laughs> at Lake Aola, Orlando, Florida. A man was arrested after police said he kicked several swans and a sleeping duck. <laughs> That's a foul. That's a foul. The duck was sleeping, not doing anything. No. While practicing karate. At Lake Eola. Several witnesses reported the incident to police. One witness told police he saw Rocco Mantella. Is that old man Mantella's boy? It was. 34, practicing karate in the park. Yeah. Um, oh, today's band name, Karate in the Park. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, speaking of today, today's my birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like we're not recording it on your birthday. Well, Close so enough. so, I'm gonna. I'm only saying that because you're you're. There's a foul Something more foul than just you.
0: What are you talking
1: about? There's nothing more foul than me. That is true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Happy future birthday. Yeah, um, whatever. The uh, he kicked two swans in the head. The day okay, after my birthday
0: is not my birthday, ma.
1: Practicing karate. The, okay, I'm just trying to. Is okay if I just go ahead and read this? Oh or, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the witness said Mantella. Uh, kicked two swans in the head and another swan in the backside according to the report police said the kicks were as hard as possible oh, crap. and enough to cause the swans to fall to the ground oh my goodness another witness told police she witnessed uh, Mantella intentionally go after a swan and kick the animal in the head according to the report the what wit- does this guy got witness- swans uh, he should be going to the geese I know much you hate the geese the geese are just evil creatures yeah <laughs> The witness told police when uh, Mantella noticed her reaction, he began laughing and continued to harass the animals around him. He also kicked a small duck that appeared to be sleeping. That's just, you crossed the line. That is a foul. Um, Orlando police arrested him on a felony aggravated animal cruelty charge. Police said he had completed, uh, said, had complete awareness. I thought he was going to have to complete some kind of awareness thing. A complete (laughs) awareness that his kicks to the swans could cause serious injury or death and that all the kicks were intentional. But you know those those a uh, uh, swan, beautiful creature. Little Absolutely, duck, little duck, beautiful creature. Yes, these these Canadian geese. Yeah, the devils, the devils like agents or something.
0: I know how I know how you feel about. I think everybody that's listening knows how you feel about geese. anything walks around going
1: <laughs> to you, and all you do is you walk up they're they they, they they poop on everything, and you walk up to them after they've pooped in your way, and then they go. It's like what you know, me. <laughs> I don't walk around doing that to you. (laughs) Would you karate kick them in the head? I would not. I would not. No, because you're a nice guy. I would not, but in my mind and my imagination, I would correct. That's okay. I'd probably swing them around by their neck. That's fine. You can can imagine that. Only because they walk up and go, (laughs) and I don't know why they do that. Uh, Headline is, Maine
0: police seize and then spill a man's ashes. We're going to get letters over that, aren't we? No, we're not. (laughs) 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 After mistaking them for heroin. This comes to us from Manchester, Maine. Read that Maine. again because somebody interrupted you. Maine police seize Spillman's ashes after mistaking them for heroin.
1: So, is this to say that the Maine police did it, not the ones that come every once in not a while? Not the lot? regular police. this but the Maine ones. This comes to
0: us from Manchester, Maine. When police in Manchester, Maine were called to a car crash last weekend, they used Narcon to revive an unresponsive driver from a suspected opioid overdose and seized a powdery substance found in the glove compartment. They assumed it was heroin. Turns out, it was a dead man's ashes. The cremated remains were those of 76-year-old Robert C. Curtis, Sr., who died at his home in Brooksville, Florida, in 2013. Curtis is the father of the car's owner, 57-year-old Kevin Curtis, of Augusta, Maine. The younger Curtis was recently given a portion of his father's ashes, which he stored in the glove box of his 2006 Chevrolet Impala, while he awaited the arrival of an urn he had ordered. I think I would have taken them and maybe put them in a drawer in the house. I think I'd put it somewhere yeah, else, somewhere safer. <laughs> nothing, nothing safe in a 2006 Chevrolet Impala. Curtis said he loaned the car to his friend, 31-year-old Jesse Legendre, so that he could go to the grocery store. Legendre was behind the wheel when he crashed. Oh, when the crash occurred, police said Legendre swerved off the road, hit a utility pole, ultimately breaking it. That's a pretty hard hit if you break a utility pole.
1: He ultimately broke it. That means he had to back up and hit it again.
0: He ended up in a ditch. Police believe he was under the influence of heroin. After using Narcon to revive Legendaire, police searched the car and found 48 grams of a white powdery substance in the glove compartment. Legendaire was taken to a nearby hospital and was later arrested for operating after habitual offender revocation and falsifying... Physical evidence, but that was a tongue twister. Well, and also he changed his name to Legendary. <laughs> Legendary, that's right, he did there. On Tuesday, Kennebec County Sheriff Ken Mason confirmed the powder was human remains, noting that a glove compartment was a rather unusual manner in which to keep the remains of a loved one, uh, for sure. At the time, he didn't have the correct testing equipment to test it. It has since come back negative, and that property has been returned to the owner, added Lieutenant Chris Reed. The kids were really mad when they found out that the police took grandpa, but I tried to make a joke of it. I said, this is the first time he's ever been in lockup and we'll just and we'll just get him out. Kevin Curtis told the journal. The elder Curtis actually worked as an auxiliary officer for a Maine police department in the late 50s before working in local factories, his son said. So he was he was one of uh, one of Maine's finest.
1: Well, well, that's all I got. Well, well. Sweden opens new road that charges electric vehicles like real-life slot cars. Oh, great. I'm getting rid of mine. (laughs) What
0: a fantastic idea, though.
1: Is this not great? Yeah, but all the people driving those cars will be paying for that. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know, I, I got rid of my electric. I'm getting rid of it. Yes, I was I cleaning it up today. Yeah. You know what they were going to charge me to to uh to register it this year? No. You tr- you pay like $80 or something
0: 70 78
1: something 70 like that, yeah. $180. Why? Cuz you don't buy gas. I don't buy gas. Gas tax. I don't like it. And because Tennessee's robbing people blind on gas taxes. But you pay you pay tax on your electricity? I pay tax on everything yeah. except gas. That's a wrong thing. But I was also getting rid of it cuz the
0: lease was over. Yeah, but who voted for that? Who yeah. voted to double the uh, – tr- more know, than double – I, I, I
1: didn't know there's going to be a test.
0: <laughs> I want to know because I'm going to vote them out of office. Yeah, right now. Personally. Right right now. <laughs> I'm so telling you, man. I love I, – I you, man. I love this country. I I would not live anywhere else, but they take advantage of us when it comes to taxes. Oh, if we had
1: air power cards, they'd find a
0: way to, they would to ta- charge us for air. it's Insanity. There's tax – you know, we just, we just paid our taxes. Not, not real happy about that right now. Tax when you go to
1: the grocery store. Did tax you, when you get gas. Tax. Did, did you need to talk about this? <laughs> Do you have something to say? Relax. Because I'm the tax man. No, you're not. You're the guy that get, pays the tax guy. Oh. Anywho, would it be okay if I come back to the slot car? And if our taxes were used for something that I approved of. Like free dairy cream. <laughs> like something like some, a space program.
0: <laughs> that, uh. You know,
1: actually worked. You're killing me, Smalls. You just you're killing me right now. Taxes. Don't get me started. Anyway, you know this all you started because you got me started. This is this is all because I said I was going to pay a ridiculous amount of money for my electric car, which I'm sitting back. I'm not going to do so. Good. So take that, Tennessee. How about yeah. it? Yeah. For anyone who used to play with slot cars as a child, Sweden's new electrified road might bring back some memories. I never had a, any slot cars. I, I rode in. That wouldn't bring back memories. <laughs> no, that no. wouldn't bring back a memory of that at all. <laughs> Unless I'm standing over, like on a building, pulling you, a trigger on a little controller. Do you remember how fun those were for like ten minutes, and then you're like, oh, flying off, they keep flying off the track or whatever. <laughs> This is this is boring. In the first of its kind, the Scandinavian country is trialing the world's first public road, which allows electric vehicles to recharge while driving. Similar similar to a slot car track, vehicles are able to connect an electric rail, that, just a matter of time before that goes bad, uh, that is embedded into the road. Sweden has a goal of achieving a completely fossil fuel free vehicle fleet. That's a lot to say. Yeah, it is. By 2030... Uh, not the time of the year. Um, so this electrified road is part of these, of several projects the Swedish Transport Administration has created to develop and test technologies that may be able to help the country reach its target. In this particular project, E-Road Arlanda, mm-hmm. electricity is transferred via a mov- a movable arm that attaches to the tracks built into the middle of the road. While the system is designed with the capacity to feed heavier vehicles, such as trucks, it's also developed to work for cars and buses. When vehicles approach the track, a sensor from the car or truck detects the electrified rail and the movable arm lowers from underneath the vehicle and inserts into the rail. The arm has been designed to be flexible, providing the car or truck freedom to move around the road without disconnecting. One of the most important issues of our time is the question of how to make fossil free road transportation a reality. Hans Saul, chairman of the E-Road Arlanda says, we now have a solution that will make this possible, which is amazing. Sweden is at the cutting edge of this technology, which we now hope to introduce in other areas of the country and the world. What happens if you walk out on the street and touch that? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, you could plug your... uh, your your
0: iPhone. If I unplug my Mac and touch it, you know nothing happens. Right, but that's not the same amount of voltage. Well, I mean, it could be the exact same technology, though. Where it it's safe. It's safe. I, I'm amazed at the idea. I'm I'm, I'm kind of upset that and, we didn't and come the, up the with the amount that. of money it would, take. it would. It would be a lot mm. of money to take. But if you were an electric car owner and you had to travel mm. a great distance,
1: wouldn't that be awesome? Seems like it would make more sense to. Use wireless charging technology. Yeah, that's down in the concrete or the asphalt, yeah. and then as you drive over, it you're charging. Yeah, that'd be cool too because we do have that technology, and I'm sure they could. Yes, we love. Let's technology. get on that, shall
0: we? I'm on it now. <sighs> Headline <sighs> <Done>. is <laughs> Maplewood Pie Shop vandalized with jam. Suspect found with no clothes. Here we go again. I sent some uh, bath salts. Mm-hmm. A Maplewood Pie Shop is in literal jam after a man vandalized the shop with their own ingredients Monday morning. The damage was minimal, more dirty than broken, said Pio oh my owner Melanie Lawrence. Maplewood police said the suspect is 22-year-old Michael Brooker. Police said they were called I by, loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Police said they were called to <laughs> Pio oh my on Sutton Boulevard at around 5.40 a.m. Monday. Broker allegedly broke into the pie shop and appears to have spread jam and other ingredients all over the shop, making a huge mess. I think he's jammed in the door and he disrobed behind my counter," said Lawrence. The shop owner said Brooker took off his clothes, or Broker took off his clothes inside the store. No, Brooker. Brooker took off his clothes, leaving some of them behind. Police said when they found him on the street, Brooker was in his boxers. Police, his I, jocks. I wonder if they had magnets in them. Police said he he was charged with burglary, second degree, and property damage, second degree. They said he was uh, first taken to the hospital. During this time, as the pie shop incident, it also appears a broker broke a window. I'm going to call him broker because he broke in and he broke a window. Okay. At the Architectural Design Guild. It's located across the street. There was a red X left on the window, which many worried might be blood, but now they're hopeful that it's Blackberry Jam. I'm hoping it's jam, said Maplewood Mayor, an architectural design Taste guild it. owner. <laughs> the gross Barry Greenberg. Oh, no. Pie, oh, my, is normally closed Monday and will now be closed on Tuesday to clean up the shop. Uh, the shop owner plans to reopen on Wednesday. Today's strange Japanese robot news. Yeah, we don't have a lot of strange Japanese robot news stories or else we'd have some kind of uh, theme song for it. It's brought to you by
1: Aaron. <laughs> It's and a grant from the McDonald's Corporation. <laughs> remember, they always say that on PBS? Yes, I do. Yeah. Brought to you by a grant from the McDonald's Corporation. I do remember. I just like to say that. It sounds good, too. You can know you got pipes. <clears throat>
0: Transforming
1: robot unveiled in Japan. Transformers, for real. What if I read it like one of those dial in numbers you call up and they give you <laughs> medical information?
0: Everybody might fall asleep as if they were still Tokyo awake. No. To start a
1: transformer-style humanoid robot that can shape-shift <laughs> That's good. into a sports car in about 60 seconds was unveiled in Japan on Wednesday. <laughs> Do you like that? I did. That sounded fantastic. Yeah. So you, you got talent. You, you just dial up, listen to that all day long. Why would you? No, nah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The JD ride. That's a JD ride. JD. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's a J date ride. <laughs> robot is the brainchild of Kenji Ishida, CEO hey, of Brave. it's a family show, man. Ro- Brave Robotics and a fan of anime movies featuring robots that could transform or combine with each other. I grew up <laughs> believing that robots had to be capable of such things. Don't stop believing. Which became my motivation to develop this robot. Ishida told Reuters Television. <laughs> that hurts the <laughs> jokey, voice to do jokey that. Jokey Joker. The blue and white robot is 12 feet tall. Wow. And can carry two passengers as it transforms into a car or humanoid form. Nice. Some people may view the robot as an expensive toy. Yeah. But it was intended to inspire others, Ishida said. The ride was co-developed with AsraTech, a robot consulting firm, and amusement ride manufacturer, Sansei... Sensei Technologies (laughs) Oh, Sensei Sensei
0: been a while since we heard this one (laughs) Headline is Kim Jong-un Will bring his own toilet with him To the Korea's summit Kim Mm -hmm. Mm Jong-un And this this was published on April 26th So it's... uh, it says, tomorrow on April 27th, Kim Jong-un will cross the military democratization line. Sep- Demarcation. Yeah, yeah. Lines You're talking like se- me now. Separating his country from South Korea, a first for a North Korean leader for a historic summit with South Korean President Moon Jae-in. When he makes the crossing, he'll bring with him his wife, Ri, Seoul, Ju, his sister, Kim jong Jong. Several high level North Korean officials, possibly edible symbolic gifts, and Craig, a toilet. Mm -hmm. The Washington Post said the leader doesn't use public toilets. So that must be nice. Citing Lee Jung Kung Jing Jong Chang, who before defecating, (laughs) defecting to South Korea. You said
1: defecating. Well, it's about a toilet,
0: okay? (laughs) Defecting to South Korea, worked at one time in the North Korean Guard unit that protects the leader. Lee said there was a national security reason for Kim to use his own toilet in the case. You know that's that's a good point because everybody besides him in the world wants him dead. The, no, this next line just baffles me. <laughs> should I should I actually read this? Oh, yeah, you should read it. <laughs> <laughs> the leader's excretions contain information about his health status so they can't be left behind, <laughs> Lee told the Post. Hmm. Whew, a personal toilet accompanies the leader to all various inspections of facilities and farms all through the year, and it is apparently built into vehicles of various size so as to easily join in a convoy. According to a 2015 report, in the uh in the south korean online paper the daily nk which cited sources close to the escort command in the north the leaders restroom needs are managed by escort command or it should be escort commode which yes, o- that would more, that'd be appropriate yes. which oversees the personal safety of the leader and the Kim family a source told the news outlet if he don't use the bathroom He would be in the morning or if he needs to go while traveling. It requires additional security protocol. The Daily NK also said that the members of his entourage are barred from using the toilet and could be severely punished for doing so. Someone's got the crappy job of cleaning that up, and I do mean crap. Yes, you do. They're severely punished, like by having their head cut off or something. Tomorrow's summit is the third between Korean leaders, but the first to be hosted by South Korea. The leaders are slated to discuss denuclearization and how to officially end the Korean War. If all goes well, it could pave the way for a meeting between Kim and U.S. President Donald Trump later this year to which no doubt the Korean leader will
1: likely bring his own toilet as well. Isn't it well. amazing the Korean War has never officially been over? That is crazy, yes. They never yes. actually signed it. Yeah. We're done. They should I, probably get around to that. I'm
0: looking forward to the movie on the Ooms or the Kims because, you know, his brother was murdered in that airport. And, Yes. A creepy video of that. The whole thing just creeps me out. Video of which? Of when his brother was was assassinated by those two young ladies that thought they were doing a prank for television. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You saw the video of
1: them assassinating him? Yes. What's so, wrong with you?
0: Well, no. It, it showed him wiping the stuff on his face, and then he's stumbling around. You Oh, know, and, they poisoned him, right, or something? Yeah, yeah, it was a very toxic poison they put on his face. So he you went probably sec- don't want to put that on your face. uh uh-uh. So he went to security, and they... You know, took him back somewhere. And all, the last you see of him, he's walking. He's kind of stumbling a little bit,
1: but that's the last you see of him. Crazy. Yeah. Weird. Don't want to go to that family reunion. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do anything with the Kims. Stabbed bicycle newspaper carrier keeps delivering papers after bloody attack. Now, that's a good
0: work ethic right there. That, that, man, is. that man knows that people need their news. Wait, he's
1: leaving who bloody reads papers. newspapers anymore? <laughs> what he's like leaving th- bloody papers all over people's... <laughs> bloody papers? <laughs> An Anchorage man re- uh, repeatedly stabbed early Tuesday as he was delivering copies of Alaska's largest newspaper, continued on his route according to police, leaving investigators scrambling to learn more about what happened. Word of suspicious circumstances first reached police at about 7 a.m. Tuesday from the 5300 block of East 4th Avenue. APD spokesperson uh, MJ Thin- said in a statement. Officers were later able to speak with the carrier. Where was Anchorage? Alaska. Oh, yeah. The victim said he was assaulted by three white males in the area of Fourth Avenue and Capricorn <laughs> Circle and then continued on his bike to deliver newspapers, <laughs> Them wrote. After he was finished, he returned home. <laughs> Just like any normal day, except he had holes in his body. <laughs> right. The assault was first noticed by residents of an apartment building who reported that they had found bloodied newspapers and a blood trail Tuesday morning, according to police. Them declined to identify the newspaper, but the ADN confirmed a story in a story Wednesday morning that the carrier had been delivering copies of the Daily News. I thought that was a TV show. The Daily News. Yes. A woman who posted on the Anchorage Scanner Joe Facebook page. Oh, Scanner Joe. I know Scanner Joe. Uh, <laughs> said residents had found a bloody copy of Tuesday's ADN and a trail of blood to my front door. An officer later told the poster that the carrier had suffered a concussion but continued to deliver papers. The only reason we knew that a crime had been committed was the blood, them said. We got a hold of surveillance video from the apartment complex and determined that it was the newspaper delivery person at about 3.30 in the morning, and he had blood all over him. After speaking I don't with, know why I'm uh, laughing. This is horrible. You're a horrible person. <laughs> After speaking with the newspaper, police and medics reached him at his home around 8 a.m. Here we are, five hours later. We go to his residence. He answers the door, but we clearly see that he's injured, them said. He could not state how he was assaulted or why he did not call 91. 911. He never called 911.
0: (laughs) Well, leave him alone, then.
1: Medics took the man who them said was initially thought to have been attacked by a dog for treatment of his wounds. It wasn't determined uh, that they were stab wounds until he got to the hospital, Them said. It wasn't clear whether uh, anything had been stolen from the man during the stabbing uh, or any other motive was involved. Investigators were hoping to speak with him again Wednesday as his recovery permitted. Police urge anyone... Injured in an assault, to immediately call for help. Yeah, that's a good idea. Including both medical treatment uh, and officers who can investigate. That's one of our big questions: Why he didn't call nine one one immediately? Them said.
0: <laughs> I wonder why he did. It's it's awfully suspicious. The guy gets stabbed, then continues his paper route and just goes home. Yeah, it's almost as if there was something fishy going on to start with in that whole. Maybe it was another business. Situ- well, true. That that true. You know. Hey guess what?
1: Watch out! Oh the snake hole.
0: Freaky snake hole.
1: He said Freaky the Snake Hole bound. <laughs> again, Another one. Your quality. I know it again.
0: Headline is Wichita Falls Man Bit Officer After Claiming He Was a Snake. I'm a little confused. Was he claiming the officer was a snake or that he, the Wichita Falls man, was a snake? Did anybody get poked with a snake? I hope not. A Wichita. 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 I'm Mary Lindsay, <laughs> and I'm here telling you about Wichita. A Wichita Falls man told police that he thought he was a snake. Before biting an officer on the hand. Police believe that David Young III, age 45, was under the influence of narcotics. I would say probably so when they say he committed the cold-blooded crime in February. Young was arrested last week on two counts of assault on a public servant. According to an arrest warrant affidavit obtained by the newspaper, Police were called to a home around 9 a.m. February 27th after a report of an assault. They entered the home after seeing blood spatter around the residence and came across Young coming out of the bathroom, yelling and swinging his arms in the air. Young seemed to be hallucinating and and insisted that he was a snake, police said. See? I'm a snake. I'm a snake. See? I'm just a snake. As the officer. You know what? Thinking, uh, We had a story. A couple episodes ago About the the 20 year old Who was attacked by a bear Bitten by a shark Yeah And uh, bitten by a rattlesnake Right And swallowed by a hippo No no, That's a totally different story <laughs> But I was thinking What are the odds Of any one of those things Happening to somebody Any Any of the The night's still young The, the what The night's still young <laughs> and We bear, never know Well I looked it up Bear attacks are like One uh, t- The odds of being attacked By a bear Here in America Are like One in 700,000 no 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 there was like two million seven hundred thousand uh the odds of being bitten by a shark was higher it was like one in four million and then the odds of being bit by a rattlesnake was like one in seven hundred thousand
1: but you know we would win, we would beat those odds yes <laughs> those are pretty good odds no, we would beat those odds we, but we, he's we,
0: been he is three he needs to either start buying lottery tickets or just stay in the house wrap the, himself in uh, bubble wrap i don't know why that story stuck with me it, and he said in the story that he didn't know whether he was really lucky or really unlucky. I want to know what happens to the guy that said he was a snake. Okay, bit okay. As officers placed him in handcuffs, Young sped at them. He must have been a spitting cobra. Must have been. Then kicked one officer and bit another on his right hand. The officer was treated at the hospital for the bite good thing they had snake venom yeah good thing young was also taken to the hospital for treatment a warrant was issued for his arrest on april 16th and he remains in the wichita county jail with a bail set at an odd number fifty two thousand and eight dollars that is an odd number (laughs) i guess maybe the judge had a sense of humor i don't know
1: and now a weird moment from history the destructive and deadly hartford circus fire well of a circus Of course, you don't get set on fire? Even better. Yeah. On July 5th, 1944, trains carrying the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus pulled into Hartford, Connecticut. The circus was unusually behind schedule, so much that two of the daytime performances had had to be canceled. Uh, The trains were quickly offloaded into a field on Barber Street to avoid any further bad luck that was believed to come from canceling performances. Oh.
0: I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe, you know, baseball players are very, uh, what's the word? Um,
1: Athletic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, that's not the word I was looking for. Um, superstitions. Yeah, superstitions.
1: Yes. I didn't know there were circus superstitions. Well, apparently there is. The circus completed setup up in just enough time to put on the last nighttime show. The following day, the first show began without so much as a hitch. Not even the hot midsummer Hartford sun could dissuade upwards of 8,000 wow. people from milling around or milling about the circus grounds. Uh, all would eventually make their way into the show's main attraction, the 500-foot Big top on the billboard for the performance alongside the usual menagerie of animals, lion tamers, and clowns was a daredriv- daredevil group known as the Great Wallendas. Oh, that'd be a good band name. The Great Wallendas. Yes. Write that down. The Great Wallendas. I want to give applause on the last one. Oh, did you not? No. Maybe the crowd didn't like it. The big top burgeoning burgeoning with circus goers. Um The show was ready to begin. Excitement, along with the smell of popcorn and hot peanuts, hung in the air as the Walendas wowed the crowd with stunts and aerobatics. 20 minutes into the performance, though, circus band leader Merle Evans spotted a fire growing up the sides of the enormous tent. Immediately, he brought the band into Stars and Stripes Forever, (laughs) known throughout the circus community as a universal distress call. Really?
0: Wow. I'm learning
1: a lot about the circus tonight. Upon hearing the opening strains of the warning tune, ringmaster Fred Bradna took to the floor, attempting to address the crowd. But Evans wasn't the only one who had noticed the flames. The crowd was already in an open, in a full-on panic, witnessing 100-foot flames burning the sides of the Big Top's outer tent. Mayhem quickly ensued with men and women, boys and girls, all struggling to escape the thick black smoke from uh, from the collapsing burning canvas. The panic, fire, and smoke were just the beginning of the circus goers' problems, however. Horror ripped through the crowd when it was discovered the exit was blocked by cages Uh used to bring the show's animals in and out of the performance. Showgoers alike struggled against the burning tarp, Cutting or even tearing it with, at it with their bare hands, trying to escape asphyxiating, the mm. asphyxiating smoke. The initial investigation called the fire an accident, stating the disaster a result of carelessly, a carelessly tossed cigarette butt. Uh-oh. The waterproofing treatment, consisting of flammable paraffin and gasoline, helped fuel the flames. Well, that's not very. Oh, it's waterproofing, not fireproofing. So yeah, that would but be. still, within uh, days of the fire, five Ringling Brother officials on the circus grounds that day were arrested and charged with involuntary Ooh. manslaughter. Four would be convicted, but eventually pardoned, and the or, uh, with the organization forced to pay out five million dollars in damages. Six years after the fire, loner Robert Dale Segi Segi Se- 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 uh, was picked up by authorities for setting a fire. Uh, in his home state of Ohio, uh, of Ohio, during the questioning, he confessed to committing at least two dozen arson's. The Ringling mm. fire and Hartford being one of them. In Hartford being one of them. Wow. While questioned. Further, by authorities about the Hartford fire, he acknowledged that he worked for Ringling Brothers from June 30th through July 13th, joining the circus in Maine, where, coincidentally enough, a fire was reported to have been set on circus grounds. Although convicted of several counts of arson in Ohio, no real evidence was ever uncovered linking Seggy, Segi 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 <laughs> Sege, uh, to Ring, the Ringling fire. In an interview. A few years before his death in 1997, he backed further away from his 1950 confession. Was it sitting in the room with him? <laughs> <laughs> Saying that he did not set the fateful fire in Hartford. To this day, the true cause of the fire remains a mystery. Does it say how many people died? It was over 150 people died.
0: Crazy. Yeah. I had never heard of this fire. Had you? Mm-mm, no, but I'm, I don't get out a lot. I didn't know circuses are superstitious either. So we learned something.
1: Circus Circus superstitious. <laughs>
0: Writing on the Fire TS. Is on the wall. <laughs> That's terrible, man. So that was, and
1: now a weird
0: moment from history, and we'll jump automatically too.
1: Oh, this is a good one, Craig. This is a real good one. It's the Mark Patch Top Ten. Top Ten Breakfast Cereal Mascots That Could Turn Into Serial Killers. <laughs> Tonight's list comes to us from the TopTens dot Number ten. My favorite cereal of all time, Fruity Pebbles. Oh, I used to like them as a kid. (laughs) Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone likes his Fruity and or Cocoa Pebbles... Pebbles, I said Pebbles, Pebbles, <laughs> Barney Rubble keeps stealing his pebbles. Fred yells, chases Barney, and threatens bodily harm against him. One can see a scenario where Barney steals Fred's pebbles, and Fred, in a fit of blind rage, clobbers Barney with a bowling ball <laughs> and caves in his skull. Okay. number Actually, nine. quite honestly, yeah. they're good. I mean, I, you mess with them. That's you true. Don't mess with them. Number nine of the top ten
0: breakfast cereal mascots that could turn into serial killers, Cat and Crunch from the cereal Cat and Crunch. First of all, he dresses like Napoleon. That's a crazy tip off of ever there was one. He's not even a captain. Secondly, he's not even a captain. He's a cap'n. Cap'n. <laughs> cap'n. I think his striping on his, on his coat's not right. Cap'n, is what cap'n, I'm... cap'n Crunch. He's hiding something, Greg. And I think that something has to do with bodies drying in the basement.
1: Oh, that's disgusting. Well, Number eight. Oh, I like this cereal, too. Don't think they make this anymore. I guess they don't. Quisp. Sounds like you're saying crisp with a lisp. Why does it say quisp and then quisp again? Because the uh, character, the, the maybe, mascot's name is quisp. Look, well, guy with propeller head. Yeah, quisp. Quisp is perhaps just here to give us delicious cereal, and that's all. But thinking of him coming from planet Q makes me think of another letter, V. The aliens from V were also, <laughs> in a seemingly benign fashion, and they ended up using
0: people for meat. Number seven, in my opinion, probably should be number one. Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charms. He's already this horrible Irish stereotype with the green leprechaun clothes and the accent that, you know, will get you strange looks even in Ireland. So can we just assume that he's also violent? I don't know why we would. Well, yeah, he's, he's, never shown he's creepy that. if you think
1: about it. He's just a leprechaun. Well, they're creepy, too. But they're all, you notice they're all very territorial about their cereal. <laughs> yes, they, they are. You're right. They really are. Yeah. Count Chocula, number six of the top ten breakfast cereal mascots that could turn into serial killers. Count Chocula. Count Chocula is constantly trying to get kids to eat his chocolate cereal, sometimes fighting with Frankenberry over it, and he's a vampire. Does nobody see that there's something sinister going on here? The fangs certainly aren't for hauling cocoa bean bean pods. Number five of the top 10 breakfast cereal bastards. He, he probably is a sociopath.
0: That could turn into serial killers, the Trix Rabbit from Trick Cereal. If this rabbit is willing to peep on children and break into houses to get tricks, murder cannot be far behind. You might think that since kids across America voted to let the Trix Rabbit actually have a bowl of tricks in 1991, he might have sated his unholy need for his breakfast namesake and could now become a productive part of society. But, if you think that, please give your local heroin addict a free shot of smack and see if he walks away content. So, they're saying that this Trix rabbit is so addicted to trick cereal. Yeah. The one bowl. It'll just make him. And he's hopped up on bath salts.
1: <laughs> Number four, sugar bath. Golden crisp. This guy talks so smooth for his own good. Remember he talked like that? Yeah, I remember. I can't imagine him killing anybody. i the sugar bath. <laughs> yeah,
0: like anyone, the very white of cereals yes,
1: anyone that calm cool and collective has the mark of a sociopath look in that commercial how he casually mutilates the crocodile who gets in his way no emotion as he takes the crocodile and destroys his jaws
0: <laughs> no emotion whatsoever i'm the sugar bear number three is a bear uh, that's true number three tony the tiger from frosted flakes fame this is a tiger after all he's a talking anthropomorphic tiger with a bandana anthropomorphic but he's still a tiger all those sporting events he does are just him avoiding something primal and he wears an ascot doesn't he (laughs) yes he does a tiger cannot live on frosted flakes and endorsement money alone he needs to hunt and kill with his claws and teeth the more he resists the primal nature of himself the more he hawks sugary goodness the more he wants raw flesh.
1: Number two. Oh, this one's a good one. Number two of the top ten breakfast cereal mascots that could turn into serial killers. Serial killers. Serial <laughs> killers. Sonny <laughs> the Cuckoo Bird. Talk about bath salts. Yeah. S- Cocoa Puffs. Sonny obviously has a chemical addiction to Cocoa Puffs and the commercial featured here. Well, we not showing you. We're not actually. He fi- Any of his commercials. He fights... Uh, his plan to fight his urge for co- he fights his plan to yeah. fight his urge don't for know cocoa what that puffs means. is to ride up and down an elevator all day. Yes, because what a better way to fight off a chemical addiction than to put yourself in an isolation in isolation doing meaningless task? Some people already do this, and it's called their jobs. <laughs> that is no way to end a chemical dependency. Just ask anyone in a bar after five p.m. on week on a weekday. Anyway, Sonny here goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and just uh, and that just leads to morality being thrown out the window. Yeah. You know, Sonny, uh, knifing a grocery store clerk who got in the way of his shoplifting boxes of Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> the Cocoa Puff deal that turned bad, in which a in which twelve <laughs> gang members were dead in a shootout, to the selling harvested child <laughs> organs on the black Night, market man. to get the money to freebase coco to <laughs> sprinkle over some kicks wait where did kicks get in here he i don't know he remembers me uh he remembers me he, uh, remembers me yeah. he reminds me that's what it says remembers it me. does he reminds me of coco from foster's home for imaginary friends well actually that's not true because that came after him so that's a good point honestly good point. yeah that guy coco should remind you of
0: sunny yes Anyway, the number one top ten breakfast cereal mascot that could turn into a cereal killer, Craig, crazy craving the honeycomb bee,
1: or no, no, the honeycomb. Is that the little wolfy looking? Guy? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened to just going to the honeycomb hideout where you, where yeah. pedophile, pedophiles would roam around and want your kid? And you, you could ever, get a nice watch. I mean, did you ever think about this? <laughs> the, these crazy people, adults, were inviting children to a. That's creepy. That's creepy. Yes. If there is someone doing a lot
0: of drugs at the marketing arm of Post Cereals, Crazy Craving has got to be the most likely cereal mascot who may be a mass murderer. His bug eyes, his overly wide grin, his unkempt hair. It is either a crazy hobo or Charles Manson. Maybe more Charles, more Charles Manson because sometimes the kids get sucked into his cult and become just like him. It is a beast with a honeycomb fetish who may just stab you in the spleen because he believes there is honeycomb inside that he can drain from you like sweet nectar. That's, That's a little graphic. A little, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> the last thing the victims hear before the Great Abyss is me want honeycomb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was number uh, one. Honeycombs are pretty good. I like honeycombs. They're sure, my favorite. I, I haven't had him in a long, long time. But you know, if he came after me, all I would do is say, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow! There goes 171. What a great or top 172. 10.
0: Yeah, that was episode 172. That was 172. Good
1: grief, Craig! Good grief, Aaron!
0: We've got uh, uh, we've got well over a hundred hours of of audio entertainment out of there. i that's just blabbing on. <laughs> Sometimes good, <laughs> usually <laughs> not. <laughs> crazy thanks for listening again please come back next episode when you might hear Aaron say
1: oh need one honeycomb yeah I have me honeycomb good. I'm creeper for cocoa push <laughs> what was it doing tiger always saying <laughs> <It's great." laughs> that's not bad well Ravenscroft whatever his name was do a bunch of Disney stuff. to the voice He dead now? Yeah, he's a hard act to follow. Everybody dies. All the people I know that have died. And died. <laughs> All the people that died. These are people who died. All Mary Lindsay, and I'm here to tell you, everybody dies. <laughs> you love that, don't you?
0: Darn it.